This is Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. We bring you stories of faith and God's goodness shared by people like you. I pray we build and encourage your faith. If you have a story to tell, please let us know by contacting us through our website at amazedbygod.com. We would love to help you share it with the world. While you're there, check out our other ministries. And if you would like to support the work God is doing through us, you can find the details on our website or go to patreon.com forward slash Mark Now here's your host, Mark, with a story of faith. Hello and welcome, welcome to Amazed by God, brought to you by Through God's Library. This is your host, Mark. Uh, with me today is Josh... Merson. Yeah, sorry, I didn't know how to spell it. I should have asked you beforehand. That's totally my fault. I see it on Facebook all the time, and I'm always like, how do people, how do people say their last names? People do it to me all the time. So, how are you doing today? Hey, man, I'm doing great. Uh, just another day to be blessed. So uh, we we met at a small group actually. Right. Uh, I was looking for friends mm -hmm. and we I was recommended to go to a small group and we're talking probably three or four years ago now yep uh Lisa Lisa Brown and Robin Siders yeah. well former Robin Siders now Robin Landa were leading the group another name that I probably would have butchered uh <laughs> yeah yeah they were and uh um we had met we had met there that was at Lighthouse mm. uh how long have you been going to Lighthouse uh as of March 1st, it was uh, four years. Okay. So that was pretty pretty soon after after you got there then. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, uh, with Lighthouse, I actually got off the airplane. I, I, I got out of the Army February 28th, 2015. Mm -hmm. Left on a flight at 6 o'clock at night. Ended up landing at 6.30 in the morning because of the 12-hour time, you know, the, the, the time difference. Actually, I probably flew out around noon in Hawaii because it's 18-hour flight between coming and going. Got off the flight about 6.30 and was in the 8 o'clock service at Lighthouse and just haven't left. <laughs> Did you know about the church beforehand or it was just like, uh, I'm going to go here? Uh, no, my brothers have been going since... Um, Probably late 2014, early 2015, but they actually uh, were kind of telling me right before I, I started going, but I didn't even know anything about it until probably a month out mm -hmm. getting back. Yeah. Well, I mean, people seem to come, and, and the spirit moves definitely mm -hmm. there. Uh, oh, uh, yeah. I know I told this story on the podcast before, but I don't know if you knew it. I, I started going because they painted the outside of the church black when we were on 3rd Avenue. Oh, man. You know, I, I mean, I've, I've been there now eight years or so and they had painted the outside of the church black and I had left the position that I was at um, in the church that I had planted and um, I was like I want to go there because they're painting it black like it's so it was so different you know mm. what kind of church does that not any around <laughs> yeah. here yeah so uh, um, but yeah so we had met and we've been in a couple different life groups together um, I think two yeah. or three something yeah, like probably that like two or three yeah so I think you were leading one now is that or um, I led one for a semester. semester, and then uh, I had to take a break. I got a lot on my plate between serving at church and stuff, but, mm -hmm. uh, you know, we'll probably start one up here in the fall. Yeah, you, you had just shared with me you're now leading worship? Uh, yeah, I, I don't— or I'm not, not leading? Yeah, I'm actually singing on the worship team. I uh, just got done this past weekend, but then uh, we had a parking—we do parking at the uh, at the Catonsville campus at mm -hmm. St. Tim's at 7 o'clock on Wednesdays. 
And then on top of it, we do all the young adult stuff. So I'm the worship leader for the whole young adult situation uh, down there at Lighthouse that's growing pretty rapidly. Mm-hmm. So well, that's pretty cool. That, I mean, that's that's awesome. You you know, <laughs> got involved right away, you know, got in there and, oh, yeah. and, and moved. So uh, here at Amazed by God, we kind of tell stories of what God's done in our lives. Mm. Sometimes, sometimes we need to hear that. We need to, we need to know that God's done it for other people. Mm. So I asked you, Josh, what has God done amazing in your life? I mean, it is really hard to pinpoint one thing. Uh, God has blessed me exponentially throughout the years. I mean, going from a drug fiend, you know, to a, uh, to a, to a military guy battling PTSD to alcoholism. I mean, God's brought me through so much. Um, and kind of the, probably today the better focus would probably be on the military journey um, because that was a pretty dark time. Um, we had, uh, it was actually eight years ago to the day uh, when we were out and about uh, on a patrol, we were actually coming home. Um, I was not, I was on the out, I was on the uh, outpost watching over um, and uh, we had about, 40 guys out and uh, they had made a turn to turn around and come back from the local villages uh, and they were hit by IED and uh, four of them died Um, and that was really my first true glimpse of what war and death can do Uh, and you kind of the first realization that you have is is nothing about God it's why did this happen Mm -hmm. Um, and uh, you know God put some amazing people in my life there's a there's a gentleman by the name of John Paul Smith, uh, who's right now out in Fort Irwin, um, California. He is a chaplain in the army. Uh, he is now a lieutenant colonel, about to I believe he's moving to Colorado. But uh, he was pretty instrumental. Um, there were several other people throughout my walk. I ended up working for a colonel after I uh, after I got back from combat tour. Uh, work for a colonel and now that colonel works as a general down in DC and he was pretty instrumental in my walk Uh, he actually encouraged me to carry my bible with me everywhere I went Uh, so here I am in uniform carrying a bible which is pretty uh it's a pretty big fashion faux pas if you would (laughs) uh because they don't they don't want you to do that but uh and then uh, his counterpart sergeant major uh David Clark was pretty big instrumentally uh in my walk with Jesus um and uh you know through all that man we just we battle so much um and when i say all that i know it's a lot to to kind of jump back and forth between um but just to go back to the day you know i could sit there and name every single date there was for somebody who died um when i was over there there was a total of 10 um but between the 23rd of may when it really became a reality of what death was uh on top of uh august it was it was like August seventh or eighth. Um, there was a there was a, a young specialist who ended up swallowing his gun and obviously uh, ending his life. And I was the last person to see him. Uh, those are some tough things. Uh, those are some tough pills to swallow. Uh, and it led to uh, it led to years of alcoholism. It led to years of drug abuse while in the uniform. Yeah. Um, and. Uh, while those people were instrumental in my life, nothing really changed while I was in the army. Uh, I dated a girl, uh, was pretty wild, wild and crazy about her. 
Uh, and I got back and found out she was cheating on me with somebody else. But uh, that how God was amazing is he put my church in, in my path. He knew I needed Lighthouse Church at the time. Um, he put big instrumental people in my walk, such as Tim Walters. Uh, you got Paul Foster. Obviously, everybody talks about Sammy or Paul, whatever he goes by. <laughs> um, but mainly his dad. Uh, yeah. His dad, Paul Sr., really sat me down and, and looked me square in the face and said, man, you got to buck up. Buck up or get out. I've heard a lot of good stories about him. I've only mm. ever had a conversation with him once, unfortunately. You know, it was just we ne our paths had never crossed. Man, if you wanted to feel like – if you wanted to feel a little uncomfortable, that's who you talked to. He had no filter. But I'll tell you what, that man spoke so many prophetic things in life. Um, he kind of reminded me of a less intense – uh, Gary Hanneken, uh, <laughs> just because what he spoke was just spoken truth. Uh, God just gave him a gift to continually put it in your life. But, um, you know, these are men who were very instrumental, um, in my walk. Uh, these guys allowed for me to talk, um, about a lot of my issues. Mm -hmm. I would meet with pop sometimes come down to the church, um, and, and meet with him, um, I would meet with Tim Walters on a regular basis. I would sit there and pray with Gary Hanneken weekly. Um, and for somebody who, you know, battled suicide a lot, um, probably from like 2013 to 2016, um, you know, God really blessed me with these people. Um, like I said, I got off the plane March 1st. I was in the seats at 8 o'clock. I was baptized that Easter Um I was plugged into a small group that we were in together shortly after. Um, I met people like yourself. I met people like uh, Eric, Louis, King, whatever he goes by. <laughs> um, Lisa Brown, Robin, all those people have been yeah. super instrumental in my walk. And God placed the exact people that I needed in order to continue my walk. Um, because while we're here to talk about how God's done something amazing, um, the story doesn't always end there. The, the story ends with how we, you know, use that blessing to amaze other people. Yeah. Um, and so that's kind of, I know it's a lot of jumping around, but that that's kind of how it goes. So, so God placed, God placed a lot of instrumental people in my life as well mm. too. And I always look at people and I'm like, he's doing this for you, but I think a lot of people don't recognize it. Mm. I think one of the things is, you know, you brought up, uh, uh, Paul Sr. Mm. and Gary Hannigan. Yep. Gary Hannigan, if you don't know, is is a gentleman that travels from church to church, uh, carries a shofar, uh, and just prays for people. I, I don't know how else to explain it. He he is not shy about his faith mm. one bit. Um, if you look him up online, uh, he drives around with a Jesus car. It yeah. says Jesus all over it, and he gives people T-shirts. Yeah, it's uh, a Jaguar. <laughs> yeah. It's a Jesus Jaguar. Yeah. <laughs> $75,000 car, and this man puts Jesus on the side of it. Yeah, so uh, not not ashamed at all. He's, he's, mm -hmm. he's a great, great man. Um, you know, God put a lot of instrumental people in my life, uh, and, and I'm, I'm very thankful for that, and that's a blessing. And I think sometimes we need, we need to step up and, and recognize it. Um, and it's, I'm, I'm glad to hear that you did. Yeah. I mean, just like, I, you know, and it wasn't just that it was just like the, there were so many different things that came into play, you know, from, from the worship music. I mean, I came from a Baptist background, 
I mean, we're so you seeing, didn't raise your hands. Oh no, man, no, man. <laughs> if you raised your hands, you had a quest, you had a prayer request on Wednesday <laughs> night, you know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, no, man, we uh, as, as a Baptist church, we were very, you know, if we got somebody in there saying hallelujah or amen during the sermon, everybody was turning their necks. You know, you're yeah. breaking your neck to turn around to see who was disturbing the service. Um, and so when we when we came at, at, at that approach, I kind of felt, you know, at home. At first, I'm like, man, this is really weird to me. Like, mm-hmm. why is this guy next to me look like he's about to, you know, for lack of a better term, spaz out? You know, yeah. and you're like, what in the world is going on? But the Lord showed me over time, like, you know, wor- worship is a thing of beauty. Um, worship is something that can be done several different ways. And that's one of the things that I've learned at Lighthouse. To me, worship originally was just singing hymns, but mm-hmm. worship's way more than that. Uh, and so. Uh, with that being said, you know, um, you know, from worship to to the sermons at the time, I mean, all these things impacted me. It wasn't just people, you know. The Holy Spirit truly dwelt in and amongst that place. I mean, you know, you you were at Third Avenue. It was probably five hundred people when you started going. Uh, Maybe two, less it was less than, than two hundred. Oh, it was less than two hundred when I started going. It was one service. Yeah. It was uh, for me. It was probably I don't know. I'd say about eight hundred two services. That the big thing was Saturday night. And yeah. Everybody was flipping out because you know who goes to the Saturday night service. You know we're not Jehovah's Witnesses, <laughs> but um, no, they uh, they did the Saturday night service, and then uh, that's kind of where I, I fell into place right as they were announcing that. Interesting. Um, but uh, yeah, man, just so many different things, and, and like you know, these are these are all amazing things. But worship is really what has has drawn me out of all of it. I mm-hmm. mean, worship. Um, you know, you think of the various different songs. I know, you know, a lot of guys come on here, and there's songs that a lot of people know. Um, you know, on Christian radio and stuff like that. But it's so much more deeper than that. It's so much more deeper. I, I can tell you just from you know, I'm I'm gonna go to a small group here this summer and worship is also scripture and uh and i was jumping across the pages man i was supposed to be in james and next thing you know i'm hanging out with pete you know (laughs) second peter and i'm like man what's going on and this is what true acts of worship this is how god is still amazing in my life it just hasn't stopped it's like and it's just like the church movement you know where we go to church or and, and uh it's just a continual ball man and like the amazement hasn't stopped for the last four years that's awesome. I, I remember I remember the vividly the first day that we met. Mm-hmm. Um, the very first time that I sat in that that uh, small group and and we can't really call it a small group. It was no. like fifty people. Yeah, it was like it was a small people. church oh, uh, where we just all kind of talked over one another. Mm. Um, you walked in without shoes on. <laughs> Tell you that. Have it. No. <laughs> Tell you that I you had a guitar in your hand and you started talking about it. I believe it was Honduras. Yeah. And going to Honduras and uh, wow. that you had a heart for for serving and, and going to do that. And you shared. I don't know if you were going mm-hmm. back a second time or you were going. There. I don't that remember. First time. first time. And and just about having a heart for that. And I remember thinking, you know, man, that guy's guy seems to be on fire. That guy seems to have have the right, you know, right headset for that. So uh, I probably never told you that before. But, you know, I I, I had you know, I had earmarked you as somebody that, you know, looked like they were, you know, pressing and doing the, doing, you know, life for God. Yeah. God had just done amazing things, um, in my life at the time, you know, as the ball keeps rolling, um, I was dating a girl at the time. He said, you know, Josh, this isn't for you. This girl's not for you. So you got to step away from it. So I stepped away and 
man, I was so I was so happy I did not in a bad way against her, but just it was the it was the start of the role to uh, to continue. And then the Honduras trip opened up, and I led the first bridge trip that Lighthouse ever did. Uh, and and if you ever want to be really confused and have a bunch on your plate be the first person to launch a mission trip down <laughs> to a new country uh and so there was 20 of us that went and um yeah man the shoes thing i, <laughs> I could afford them i just didn't like to wear them yeah um, well you you gave an explanation about how we're not wearing shoes doesn't give you athletes so it's the wetness i don't know uh, yeah. why that sticks in my head but it does <laughs> that was probably uh that probably was my reasoning which it uh it, it, and now that i think about it it's pretty flawed but yeah that that uh yeah i remember that plus like when it rains man shoes yeah. are no good <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was that was and and again you know being in a couple small groups with you you mm-hmm. since then and uh, I know in the the one that we were in uh, recently about you led worship there, mm, you know, uh, yeah. uh, that was led by King and uh, somebody else. Maggie. Was, Maggie, that's it. Um, and, you know, you led worship and you were able to definitely share. I remember us kind of talking and and, and sharing ideas yeah. in that. And uh, I always liked what you had to say and, and, and you know, just kind of how you shared how how you looked on the gospel was was definitely something that was very encouraging to me well i mean like what you don't even realize and i've never even told you this is that you were kind of instrumental in my walk um i was a big new testament guy i mean every you know you talk to any of these big guys and new testament is like where it's at you know learn the new covenant then we'll focus on the old covenant um and i was like man but what about history you know where, where, where are we going where are we coming from uh, which, you know, in today's society, I mean, we've often forgot about history. You know, you go and ask a kid all the presidents of the, you know, the United States, and they're not even going to have a clue who the first one is at mm-hmm. the time. Uh, and, and a lot of times when it comes to Scripture, um, we miss that boat. We forget about the whole first 39 books of the Bible. You know, we might know Genesis a little bit because that's when the world was created. We, you know, know what was there. You know, then towards the tail end, you have Joseph, and then going to Exodus with Moses and stuff like that. But for the most part, when you hit, like, especially the major prophets— Jeremiah is where I'm specifically thinking, and um, it was uh, it was a verse in Jeremiah where we were talking, we, me, you and I were discussing with everybody else because they had taken it apart to be one meaning, and and you were talking about how it was actually a prayer, uh, and and it, and when I read, I went back and reread that, you know, I read the, a, a few chapters before and I read a few chapters after to kind of get my context, and it really was like, man, Josh, you're missing the whole boat here, mm-hmm. you know, here we are talking about. You know this one verse in Jeremiah, but what about the whole backstory in the front or back? And I mean that that really allowed me to focus on parts of the Old and New Testament that I was missing the boat on. I mean I was misinterpreting it, uh, and that was pretty huge for me. It, it it definitely made my eyes open up a totally different way. Uh, you you know we always don't know the right way. No. And uh, and so I appreciate that, and I thank you for our, for for speaking up because it does take a lot to be like, hey, dude. Everybody here is a little bit off their boat, you know. Everybody's leaning to one side. We're about to tip this boat. Uh, let's start walking back to the middle, and let's go back to what the real deal is. So, I appreciate you saying that very much. That that yeah. means a lot to me, to be honest with you. Uh, you know, because I always feel like I I I am the voice <laughs> that yeah. no one wants to hear, right. and I'm just trying to help guide you know people. And mm. and if if you know me or you you've been around me or whatever, I. I can come off kind of 
when we're talking about scripture, I can come off kind of hard sometimes, right. I've been told. <laughs> and uh, and I, I'm not going to make any bones about yeah. that because, uh, you know, I, I'm willing to talk about scripture. Mm. And uh, sometimes in small groups, I definitely feel like I, I just want to sit there and shut up because, uh, you know, I, I don't want to overstep my boundaries. But sometimes I feel like oh, we got we got to look into it more. Mm-hmm. And, you know, my degree is is specialized in in the hebrew scriptures so it's it's a passion of mine it, it, it really really is you know i i, I want to go i want to do a, a sermon tour here shortly mm-hmm. and i want to talk out of leviticus mm-hmm. you know and everybody's like leviticus like when i tell people that they kind of look at me strange i'm like yes i want to talk out of leviticus 8 9 and 10. <laughs> like, wow you know um you know and then related to the priesthood of all believers you know and and just kind of looking at it and and yeah, I mean, sometimes we need to take a look back. We need to take a step back and read Scripture in 100%. normal, real context for the day. So, um, but yeah, so I appreciate you saying that. Hey, no problem, man. It just helps us not be superficial with Christianity, man. There's so many times that we just want to surface it, and there's so much more. And mm-hmm. for times when people like you who know that area a lot better than others, it, it's nice to hear that secondary perspective because now it makes you want to dig and makes you want to be better for it. I, I always tell people, think about it is if you knew everything that was going on, mm-hmm. how much more can God use that scripture to touch you? Amen. Like, you know, and I, no offense if this is like your life verse or anything, but Jeremiah 29, 11, everybody quotes, but they don't realize it's 70 years of hard slavery. Right. <laughs> like, That's the exact verse I was talking about. <laughs> yeah, with yeah. You. yeah. Like you don't realize what he's actually doing. He's, you know, and then you got Daniel later on at the end mm-hmm. of those years going, Hey God, it's been, you know, it's been mm-hmm. seven. He's like, ah, we're going to wait seven more years. Like literally like, what do you, what do you, you know? And it's, it's just, it's one of those verses that, you know, that get me and, you know, all things work together for good. No, all things don't work together. All things work together for good to those who love him. But it's also in the mix of a much bigger context mm-hmm. about how it's not your good. It's the good of the community of Christ. Um, you know, yeah. and, and, you know, we in Americans like to mm-hmm. individualize and, you know, we'd like things to be, oh, be yeah. good for us. You know? So, well, you and, know, did you hear that sermon by, uh, Paul, which well, one, Sammy Foster? Um, I listen, weeks I listen ago. to most of them online, but I'm about a month behind right now. No, it, it's less than, it, it's more than a month out. So, uh, he was talking, I think he was in, not this, uh, not the road, but the series before that, I can't remember what it was, but it was actually, uh, he used that verse, um, and uh, and he kind of broke it down where you were talking about the the purpose of all believers, um, and uh, and and all things work together for good to them that know God, and for them uh, who, are co- who are who are called, called by accord- God and yeah called according to and everybody forgets this this little, I believe is a pronoun. Wow, I'm going back to high school <laughs> English, but his purpose, mm-hmm. his purpose, not ours, his purpose, yeah. and we often forget that. And so looking deep into those verses like that, man, it's just it's amazing. Yeah. You know, we, we, mm. we like the, I said a prayer, I got my ticket to heaven and it doesn't work oh, that yeah. way. No. It, it really doesn't. It, it's about service. You know, it's about serving the, you know, God is very obsessed with the, the poor, mm. you know, the hungry, the widow. I mean, we could throw it into like, you know, probably nowadays, mm. you know, single mom, people that are, you know, the homeless veteran, oh, yeah. you know, and we could, all these people, God is obsessed with these people, oh, yeah. not with your cushy 
you know, pew that you sit on, right. you know, and you have to have your spot. So we're, well, we're off on a weird tangent. Hey, man, but it's, it's, a, it's a good tangent to have, man. But I'm really bad to get off on tangents, yeah. Well, yeah, so am I. So when I, I remember one time I said, we got to land this plane at small group. So let's go ahead and do that. Yeah, now definitely, again. So we here at Amazed by God like to to just kind of know a little bit about you. Yep. One way that we do that is is – you know, is there any and it, verse, scripture, anything that really, really stands out to you, character, uh, and just kind of why? Yeah, I mean, um, I when I was in high school, uh, I had a youth group leader who was uh, super instrumental in my walk then at that point in my life, and, and I have since fallen out of uh, contact with him, not for any reason, but just because of age, yeah. you know, I'm older. Um, and he always used to quote this verse, and it was in Hebrews chapter 11, you know, verse 6, and it said, But without faith it is impossible to please him, for he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. Uh, and, it's, and it's one of those things where how often do we just feel like um, faith is something we can't always have, or we think we have faith, but it's not enough. Mm-hmm. We have faith in parts, but we don't always have faith in everything. Um, and, and, and we and we come to realize that a lack of faith can sometimes can be viewed as a as a sin um, because we are called to be faithful to those. You know, when we talk about following God, it, it's not something that we can just glance over to follow. Jesus doesn't mean we don't have to do anything. No, it means we have to give up everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what that verse really means to me, you know. Um, and, and that he rewards us for doing that. So it's not just the fact that we have to do it. He rewards us for doing that at mm-hmm. the end. So, uh, and that, and then, um, it kind of comes together with second Timothy four, seven, I have fought a good fight. I've finished my course and I have kept the faith. Mm-hmm. And those two verses have always gone hand in hand with me. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, you look throughout scripture and you see people that have kept the faith and people mm-hmm. that haven't, you know, I, I, I'm obsessed with, with David in the sense that. Every time he fails, he runs back and, and oh, yeah. you know, what makes him a man after God's own heart was not that he, not that he was perfect by any means, because surely he wasn't. It was, it was really the fact that, that every time he was caught up in sin and he recognized it, mm. he had repented and, and, you know, and then built on that and built on that. So that's, that's, that's an awesome story. So, oh, definitely. and we believe that music here, you know, kind of moves our soul can touch us in ways that, you know, verses or talking or other people can't and God uses music, uh, in, in a very, very mighty way. So mm-hmm. is there any songs that, you know, have touched you in, in some way that you'd like to share? You know, right now there's a huge song. Um, and usually like I'm, I'm pretty, uh, I'm pretty, uh, tough i'm a tough critic on worship music uh and this song super poetic it's called uh, highland song of ascent and it's a new song by hillsong that just came out on their newest cd that launched like a couple weeks ago people or whatever it was called. Uh, yeah the song yeah, yeah the, the album was people uh and the reason why i like it so much is the uh the the chorus says and i will praise you on the mountain and i will praise you in the mountains in my way you're the summit where my feet are so I will praise you in the valleys all the same. No less God within the shadows. No less faith when the night leads me astray. You're the heaven where my heart is and the highlands and the heartache all the same. And it's just a song that talks about regardless of where we are in life, instead of sitting there and wowing in our self-pity, we'll praise him regardless. And, uh, and often that's something we, we tend to forget in, in hard times. But no matter where we are, we should always rejoice and praise him because... 
we could have been dead yesterday. Mm-hmm. So, absolutely. So, give me the name of the song again. It's uh, it's called Highlands. Highlands. Uh, uh, yeah, Song of Ascent is like in parentheses, if you would, but it, it's called Highlands Song of Ascent. There you go. On the new uh, Hillsong. Uh, Hillsong United. Yeah. Hillsong United album. So you can check that out on YouTube or iTunes or mm-hmm. wherever you get your music. So thank you again. I really do appreciate you being. I appreciate it being on the podcast so for amazed by god brought to you by through god's library this is your host mark and we'll see you next monday if you enjoyed this podcast please leave us a five-star rating and don't forget to subscribe thank you for listening